Cohen and I'm Tracy Ellis. Tracy and I have been really busy lately doing some things we just can't tell you about yet, but when we do, it's going to be explosive. Needless to say, we've kind of slacked on the podcast, and Tracy and I've been talking about it, and we agree that it's time to start sharing again. So I asked Tracy if she would start bringing me a case or a topic each week that we can discuss, and she picked out the Lori Vallow case. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Tracy, I know you've been following this case very closely. I, on the other hand, I've been pretty busy working on my new court-appointed cases, and I haven't had even a single moment until about 15 minutes ago to even look at it. I can definitely see why you would pick this case, Tracy. There's a lot going on with it, and it's really awful. Um... It had me crying within just a couple minutes of reading it, and there's just there's just a whole lot going on. I mean, there's just a lot to talk about. So without further ado, I'm going to give you the mic and let you give us the facts. So it's all you, girl. I followed it, but it was so confusing. I didn't follow it as closely as I could have because it's just mind-blowing, everything that was going into it. So the facts are... Lori and Chad Daybill are now a married couple, husband and wife. Chad Daybill's wife recently died of some type of natural causes, supposedly. And Lori's husband was shot and killed by Lori's uh, former husband before she married Chad. Prior to marrying Chad, Lori's two children, Tylee Ryan, whose father Ryan, last name Ryan, was uh, is also deceased. Her husband Vallow, he had a uh, a niece that was reportedly on drugs, and so was her husband. So the baby was given up for adoption, which is JJ, and um, Mr. Vallow adopted JJ, and so did Lori while she was married, when she was still Lori Vallow, and so they were her his adoptive parents, and he did have autism. So that's pretty much the case. They went missing after... The death of Vallow, 
prior to the Lori and Chad marriage, JJ and Tylee went missing. There was all sorts of people trying to find this child, the grandparents of JJ, everyone was trying to find his children. And um, they finally found him June 8, 2020. And they went missing back in October 2019, 2019. And they were found on Chad Daybell's property, correct? Yes, they did. And um, the same property that Chad Daybell's wife had been found dead. Okay, so we've got um, JJ and Tylee both dead. We've got Charles Ballow dead. Now tell me about Alex Cox. Tell me about, and that's uh, Alex Cox is, that's her, that's her brother, right? Right. She has, uh, she has, I think there's five siblings in the family and Lori and um, Alex seem to be the closest. The mm-hmm. oldest sibling uh-huh, was Stacy Cox. Okay. And, and and Alex died of natural causes. What do you know about that? What have, what have you studied up on about that? Anything? So Alex Cox is Lori Cox Vallow Daybill's brother. He also died after all of this, these other deaths of supposedly natural causes. Now it seems all of these people that have died in her life have died of natural causes or gunshot or there was an attempt. Now way back in May May 25th 1998 Alex was at home with his other sister Stacy Cox Cope. She was in a diabetic shock reportedly and he was home and while she was dying he was using her credit card reportedly, to buy merchandise. I just did a little search here because I needed to know more. Uh, Natural causes just isn't enough for me. Exactly. It says here that Alex Cox died in December of Mm -hmm. pulmonary embolism, a condition that causes one or more arteries in the lungs to become blocked by a blood clot, according to the Maricopa County Medical Examiner's Office in Arizona. Okay. I believe there is some type of of something being injected into their system to make these things happen. I just believe it. Now, Tammy Daybell, Chad Daybell's previous wife, her cause of death is suspect, says here she died of natural causes, but there was no autopsy. But they later did... They, they did later have an autopsy. Would they exhume her? She did not have an autopsy at first. He said no. Yes, she was exhumed. And that, that report has not come no, back yet. Come okay, okay. All right, so... Yes, that... Re- mm-hmm. So after... Okay, Stacy Cox Cope, which died of a diabetic shock when Alex was home, to me is... 
an interesting death. Um, then we have Joseph Ryan, her third husband. He died April 3rd, 2018, and it was ruled a heart attack. Now, Joseph Ryan is Tylee's father, and he was cremated. He did have a history of heart disease. Okay, do we know the exact date that Lori and Chad started dating? Because I know they wouldn't have been together in 1998 when Stacy died, but it seems to me like all of these other deaths would have fallen into the timeline of when they were actually together. Am I right? Correct. Um, this was the this was um, his her third husband Ryan, and he died of a heart attack supposedly, and uh, Alex Cox was around and living with um, with everything with with Lori at times, and they were over there a lot. They were very close supposedly. Um, then from there, we have Charles Vallow, who died July 11th, 2019. Now, he was shot to death at his home by Alex Cox, who claimed it was self-defense. Right, but then later it comes out that he was actually protecting his sister because he believed that Charles was a zombie who was going to kill Lori. Um, more about that later, but it just, it's very bizarre. There's actually a police body cam footage of uh, Charles Vallow talking to several officers about that and his fear for his life. Then JJ Vallow, age seven, was missing around September maybe 23rd, 2019. It's same could be said for his sister, Tylee Ryan. She was age 17. Their bodies were found on June 8, 2020. See, we must have conflicting reports because from what I could tell from Melanie Gibbs' testimony on the stand, it sounds like Tylee was missing significantly longer than J.J., um, JJ, from what I gathered, went missing sometime maybe the beginning of October. I could be wrong, but but I do know that Tylee was missing before JJ was. So that so we're putting them missing, which I'm presuming deceased at in September 2019, both Tylee and JJ. Then October 2nd. 2019, a Jeep registered to Charles Vallow and Tylee was used in a shooting. People described the shooting at a gentleman named Brandon, and I, it's a French name, Boudreaux, that's what I thought. Um, and the, the driver who shot at him was similar to, Look in looks to Alex Cox, Lori Cox, Vallow Daybill's brother. There is video footage from the complex where Brandon was living, 
and law enforcement does have that, and the bullet that was fired from the gun that had a silencer missed Brandon's head by inches. So there was another attempt at, um, and this gentleman, Brandon, was Lori's niece, Melanie, I would think it's Melanie, it could be Melanie, was Melanie, Melanie's husband, and she wanted a divorce from him. And she was heavily into the um, the whole Valo Daybill books and um, views on religion. You know, I heard it said that they felt like they were starting a movement, but it almost sounds like they were trying to start a cult. That's in October 2019. And then seven days later, Tammy Daybell, Chad Daybell's wife at the time, she was unloading groceries and a man came up to her and pointed a gun and she was at her home and he pointed the gun and began shooting. However, nothing happened. And so she called the police. They all got together. They decided it was probably a paint gun. Somebody was playing a prank. Um, Then on October 19th, Tammy was found dead in her bed. So 10 days later, she was found dead in her bed. She went to bed coughing with a coughing fit and she never woke up. The death was ruled natural causes. She was 49. Now this is the one where, um, where Chad did not um, give authorization for a autopsy. Well, since all of this has happened, uh, they have come along and they have exhumed her. And there was an autopsy performed, but the results were supposed to be back the end of December and uh, this year or uh, November. Oh, it could be any day now. Right. And then Alex Cox died, who is suspected in the majority of these um or was present in the majority of these incidences of um, he died in December after a fight with Lori, after a fight with his sister. It almost makes you wonder if Alex was starting to question the whole zombie thing and starting to go against Chad's revelations you know maybe he was starting to feel like he had made a mistake by killing Charles that's for sure he was becoming a liability yes it is insane that all of these deaths occurred or attempted deaths and there was also a Charles Vallow who of course was shot and killed in his home he was going to visit his daughter Tylee And in the parking lot, there was a gentleman, and believed to be Alex Cox, who was standing in the parking lot and um, was very, uh, what do I say, Uh, type of aggressive type. And he was scared away at that moment. So that shows Alex Cox. Alex Cox 
supposedly at three different locations with a gun where the first attempt did not work. Charles Vallow in that parking lot, who he later did kill. Um, the Tammy Daybill, I assume that's who the man with a gun was. And um, then the Brandon Bordeaux. Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Okay, so before we go any further, I have to bring something up. Chad Daybell was an author, and he had published several books, one of which was a book that I had read during a Bible study that I was involved in in Houston, Texas. And I know that in that book, he describes heaven in detail. Now, I don't remember everything about this book, but... I do remember that he was describing heaven because he claimed to have actually seen it during a near-death experience when he was 17 years old. So basically, I'm thinking that Chad's view on death is not normal. It's, it's very, very different. So whatever he has come up with in his mind. This delusion has helped him to justify these crimes and somehow to um, explain it away as maybe um, God's work or something of that nature. That's what I'm thinking. And I agree that she too has done the same thing. She has manipulated the experiences to make it her wants and wishes to be justified in killing them. Like, oh, they're zombies. Well, she's convinced herself that she can kill a zombie, so therefore she's going to make all these people zombies. I think she's manipulated that. Listening to Melanie Gibbs' testimony on the stand and her interviews. Now, I, I just want to mention that... Um, one thing that was odd to me was, you know, listening to Melanie in her interviews and on the stand is she seems, she's in such a good mood. Like she seems, she seems almost happy to be talking about it. It's, it's so strange to me. And, you know, she's very well poised. Um, she articulates well. She seems like an intelligent person. But there's just this element of, you know, that she's having a good time that really bothers me. But, um, you know, just listening to everything she had to say, it was so interesting. And she talks about when JJ went missing or when she learned that JJ was missing, that Lori had called her and asked her to lie to the police when that that um she wanted her to say that JJ was with her and they were at a movie they were they were watching Frozen and to take a picture of random kids just running around and playing and send it as kind of a cover and to kind of let on, try to put forth that the JJ's in that picture. There is a police body cam footage 
interviewing Lori and she tells them, uh, they said, the phone number you gave me to your friend, this woman you're talking about, she, she hasn't answered. And she goes, oh, well, she took the kids to the movie. And they say, what movie? And she said, um, Frozen 2. That's where they are right now, Frozen 2. So she took, the, she took JJ to the, to the movies. And I probably, if I don't have access to the police files, but I bet that interview that she t- was speaking to with the officers, law enforcement, she sent that message to her friend seconds after they left. Oh, absolutely. I, from what I understand, it was a phone call. But at the same time, uh, I believe prior to Lori's phone call, asking her to lie and say that JJ was with her at a movie, Chad had called her and told her not to answer the phone. Um, and according to Melanie, she did question Well, I thought that JJ was with Kay because previously Lori had told Melanie that she had sent JJ to stay with her friend Kay. And the thing about that was that according to Melanie, she had seen JJ, I believe she said the day before Um, JJ was was at Lori's townhome. And according to Melanie, her and Lori and Melanie's boyfriend had recorded a podcast that night between the hours of 9 p.m. and 12 a.m. Yes. And that, and that Alex had brought, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I don't think it was Alex. I think it was somebody else. It was like maybe a neighbor or something. Anyway. It was a brother. I believe it was. No, I believe it was Alex. It was Alex. Yes, I believe it was Alex. Okay. Carrying him out asleep. Carrying him in, yes. So Alex had carried JJ into the house. He was asleep. And then I I believe it was the next day from what I understand that Lori told Melanie that JJ was acting very odd, that he had jumped up on the fridge and knocked over a picture of Jesus. And she told Melanie that JJ had turned into a zombie. Now, I want to, this is my thought. My thought is JJ was not being carried in a sleep. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought of that. But JJ was being carried in not alive. That is very possible. Yeah. It was just, it's just a, you know, a thought in my head that, because that wasn't normal. They said it, it wasn't normal. Nothing about any of this sounds normal, but moving on to Charles. Like you said, Charles was pleading with law enforcement for help. There are videos online of him prior to his murder pleading with law enforcement to get help for Lori before she, and I quote, hurts someone else. That got me. When I heard him say that, that got me because it's like, okay, he knows about her hurting somebody before that. Um, And as you said, it was actually Lori's brother that ended up killing him because he was a zombie and he had to protect his sister. So 
they actually ended up having Lori's mental state evaluated. And according to Melanie, she, quote, passed with flying colors. Lori believed, according to Melanie, that she was exalted to a level that made her a threat to Satan. And so, therefore, Satan sent zombies or demons, demon-possessed individuals or whatever, however you want to look at it, but they called them zombies. Um, he sent zombies to get her. So she basically believed that, like you kind of said already, anyone who stood in the way of what she wanted or upset her or crossed her or went against her in any way was a zombie. And she would create this delusion in her mind that would justify the chem- the the crimes that she ultimately ended up committing. I'm I'm a hard ass about this. Yes, to a certain extent, she believed her shit didn't stink, and everybody should bow down to whatever the hell she did. Right, because she's a sociopath. They look what they did to the bodies and the cover-ups they did and the manipulation around it. Oh, say he's with this person. You call and say he's with this person. You don't need to do that if you're all the exalted. Exactly. If they really thought that they were doing God's work, which is madness, but let's just pretend for one second that they really believed that, then why would they have to cover it up? Wouldn't they have enough faith in their God to think that he would protect them from any consequences of what he told them to do. It makes no sense. Zero sense. Right. Right. And they didn't do that. So I have a big feeling it's uh, to play. It's, it's just to play and manipulate total manipulation. I completely agree. And I think that's a really good place to wrap up this episode. I have more questions than I have answers about this case right now. I'm really anxious to find out what the conclusion is going to be on the autopsy of the exhumed body of Tammy Daybell. I am very anxious to find out what the cause of death was for Tylee and for JJ, if they're even able to figure that out. So we're going to be following this case very closely, and we will definitely be doing a follow-up episode on this case. So between now and then, I would love to hear from all of you. Please leave your comments at the bottom of this podcast. You can email us directly at hmcinvestigations at gmail.com, and I will read and reply to every email. If you'd like to be a guest speaker on Justice Warriors, we would love to have you. So reach out to us. Let us know. And if you have a story of injustice or a case that you would like for us to look at, please tell your story on social media and hashtag Justice Warriors. Until next time, keep fighting for justice.
duty to shine the light of truth, to bring justice to the restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace.